How much do you like listening to podcasts? I know you like listening to this one, or you wouldn't be listening to this ad. Well, since you like Code 187 so much, you should check out Code 187's sister show, The Joe Show. They talk about anything and everything except politics. Sometimes they can get serious and talk about the difference between wisdom and knowledge. Other times, they're just plain old ridiculous, talking about farts and stuff like that. Well, if that's something you like listening to, you should definitely check out The Joe Show. They air it every Monday at 8 o'clock. It's brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. I should probably tell you where you can find them. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Joe Show. It's a podcast. A mother comes home to find blood smeared in her home and her 13-year-old missing. But this isn't just the beginning of this crazy disappearance. What happened to Lee Ochai? Hey guys, welcome to Code 187. I'm Sarah and I'm here with my co-host, Joe, and we are your true crime best friends. Every week I research a true crime case and then we talk about it and try to solve it. So, are you ready to solve a crime? I am ready to solve a crime. Sorry, I had to deal with audio there. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Uh, yeah, we're actually on track kind of today. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So today's story is interesting. Um, it's about a 13-year-old girl's disappearance, and there's a lot of theories. So, yeah, oh, this one might be kind of a long one. Here we go with another <laughs> theory one. Now we're going to be pulling so many theories out my butt, trying to figure out what to do. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. I always do this. <laughs> but, um, okay, so let's start on the morning of August 27th, 1992. Vicki Felton was getting ready for work. She knew already that it was going to be a crazy, crazy day. The town of Tupelo, Mississippi, hit by Hurricane Andrew. This was a Category 5 Atlantic hurricane that struck the Bahamas, Florida, and Louisiana. After it was all over, it left 65 people dead and $27.3 billion in damage. This was a big hurricane, and since it hadn't hit yet, Vicki was planning on just going to work and then checking in with her 13-year-old daughter, Leah, as the storm approached. Lee was pretty scared of storms, um, but she was out of school for the summer, so she was just hanging out at home like a typical teenager, mm -hmm. um, and everything seemed pretty normal, pretty safe, um, and she was going to a school event with her grandma in the afternoon. 
So Ali was still in her nightgown, but promised her mom that she would be ready when her grandma got there later. Vicky left home at 7.50 a.m., and she trusted Lee to get dressed and be okay, but she still locked the door on the way out. You know, when you're a kid, I think our parents kind of lock us in just to make sure my, my no one comes the to thing. the door. They did the same thing. <laughs> right. Okay, so... At this time, Lee loved or like lived with her mom, and it was just the two of them, and she kind of preferred it and liked it that way. Um, Lee's parents divorced, and her dad, Donald, was still in the military in Germany. Lee's parents used to be both active in the army, but Vicky later settled down in Mississippi to kind of do the mom thing. So Vicky didn't make it very long. <laughs> into work before she was already calling to check on her daughter yep which same mm -hmm. like there's weather and i have to go to work i'm still gonna be calling her up listen they should have something where it's like hey my kids at home we've got bad weather coming in i'm not coming in today fire right especially like this big of a hurricane oh yeah but. yeah i mean come on now people they need right. people so she was listening to the weather and she was worried that Lee was going to be scared because she spent most days in at home in the summer. Her mom had this code mm -hmm. when she would call. So she would call, let it ring twice and then hang up uh -huh. and call back. Gotcha. And this was like her mom's way of saying, all right, your mom's calling. You better pick up. <laughs> I like that. I really, I do. think it's adorable. <laughs> And, you know, this was Lee's, like, way of knowing and getting to that phone to answer it because she would knew she was going to be in trouble. Yeah, because that was the one, that thing, if the phone just rang, I'd be like, I'm not answering it. I'm not answering it. And this was right. before, this was before we have caller ID and stuff, you know, for our younger listeners. You know, we set the phone in the house. Listen, there's a couple couple episodes ago I explained this, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're always talking about how old we are. Yeah. But <laughs> dating ourselves. Right. Um, so Vicky tried calling a few times and doing this, but Lee did not answer the phone. Okay. So Vicky decided to drive the mile and a half home, uh -huh. which isn't very far, to check on her daughter. Now, this is when it gets a little weird. So when Vicky turned to pull into the driveway, she realized that the garage door to the home was wide open. Okay. Now, remember this. The mm. light from the garage door is on. Okay. At this time. And I did my research. Mm -hmm. And the light in your garage from the door going up yep. stays on for four and a half minutes. Okay. So that garage door had just been pushed up or pulled up or whatever. Yep. Four and a half minutes ago. Yes. And um, I don't think it comes on if it's pulled up manually. Right. That's another thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So somebody had to have hit the button from the inside. Yes. Is what they're assuming. Okay. So Vicky figured it was her worrying and maybe Lee had done it on an accident or something, mm -hmm. but she quickly went inside. Okay. 
this is where she found pretty much a horrific scene. Okay. Um, the walls in the hallway were smeared with blood. Okay. There was small pools of blooding on the carpet. Okay. Um, so panicking, she's calling out, but there's no answer. She came to Lee's room and found small pools of blood on the floor okay. outside Lee's room and even more on the door frame. So Lee was nowhere to be found. Uh, she found more blood near the back door. The most disturbing of all, Lee's nightgown that she was wearing that morning mm. was in the hamper with blood on it. Okay. So Vicky's like, all right, call in 911. Yeah. She called 911 about 9 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Uh, police actually showed up pretty much in full force for this one. Okay. Which is like, we don't hear that a lot, no, but no, no, you no. know, the more than likely they're always just like, we'll get to it. Right. <laughs> Especially with the, <laughs> we know a storm's getting ready to hit. So yeah. Yeah. So they were worried. And, um, also this was like a pretty little community mm -hmm. where everyone knew everyone and they all knew Lee. Mm -hmm. Um, so they just started looking super fast. Yes. Um, police described more blood found in the bathroom. Um, they say it was very obvious that someone tried to clean up the blood. Okay. Uh, the blood on the door frame seemed to have some hair attached to it. Uh, so they think that that's where she might have hit her head. Okay. Um, there was no sign of forced entry into the home. And the door that Vicky had locked was now unlocked. Okay. Um, so Lee had recently for her birthday gotten like a matching bra and underwear set. Okay. And when I say like bra, it was like a training kids, 13 year old, like, yeah, I got a bra. <laughs> set um but she was like super stoked and so i think she wore that a lot uh -huh. um <laughs> i'm a woman which, now <laughs> right, right as a 13 year old girl like i needed a real bra at 13 but like <laughs> a lot of my friends were like we got bras and they were like nothing uh, but anyway <laughs> toilet paper in the chest that kind of thing yeah and i didn't have that problem so <laughs> I can't relate. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so she got this like matching bra and underwear set and both the bra and the nightgown was in the hamster or the hamster. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the hamster. <laughs> Hamper. <laughs> Listen. Shame on you for what you may. I'm so involved in this story. I imagine the clothes inside of a hamp hamster. <laughs> like, thanks. So now uh, I have this hamster wearing a bra and a nightgown, like uh, just hanging out. Good lord. I apologize, hamster. Um. Okay, so it was in the hamster. I can't. Hamp. It was in the dirty clothes. <laughs> Hamper. <laughs> Hamper. Yes. <laughs> What's really funny is I wrote hamster in my notes. You were typing too fast. 
Listen, I was typing too fast. This is your fault because you said we are on track earlier in the <laughs> show. <laughs> we were doing good. <laughs> we were, but nothing goes according to plan. <laughs> All right. So I read that the blood on these seemed to be kind of dripped from above. Okay. So it seemed she was bleeding from her head and then a blood fell downward okay. under her. The underwear from the set was missing. Okay. Along with her glasses, shoes, and a sleeping bag. Okay. Um, the blood was attempted to be cleaned up, but the rag that was used was never found. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of weird. Um, police did a big search. The community did searches. Police searched the area with cadaver and blood dogs. Okay. But due to weather conditions, because now it was raining, mm -hmm. the dogs weren't able to get the scent. They did find out that the blood type found in the house was O. Okay. It's type O blood. And that matched Leah's. Okay. Um, so the police believed this was all her blood, but they had no real way of testing it back then. Okay. Um, when it comes to the blood, we are talking enough to be concerning for sure. Okay. But police are not enough, like not sure enough to say that it was for sure a homicide. Yes. But not enough to rule it out See, either. I was getting ready to ask you in the beginning. Um, we said this was a missing case. And mm -hmm. I was, from just you describing the blood, I was going to interrupt and be like, sir, it's a murder. <laughs> it's not a missing case. But, right. but then you kept saying it was just like little droplets and then uh, it on her dress and stuff like that. So I can understand why they're why they're they're not saying it's actual homicide. Right. So we know there was an injury of some yes. sort. Yes. Probably to the head. Right. We don't know if Lee did this to herself. Mm -hmm. We don't know if someone else did it. We don't we don't really have a lot in that area yet. Yeah, and I mean. I I don't want to say anything yet. I'm gonna get more information. We're gonna get more information before I start talking. <laughs> right. Um. So, do you want to stop here and go on a break, and then we can come back and talk about some more stuff? Yes. Let's do okay. that. We're gonna to go to a break. See, Sarah's she's on top of it. So we're gonna to go to a break right quick, guys, and then we shall be right back after this. See you on the flip side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Armors Block, which is brought to you by Gateway Pro and Blue Code Arms Company. No matter your era, we got your six. I'm your host, Hootie, along with Joe, and we will talk about everything gun and what to do with them on Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. So grab a beer, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to life, or to darkness. 
Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. Guys, and we are back with Code 187. Got a pretty interesting case we've got going on here. We have a missing persons case, and we were just getting ready to get into the meat and potatoes of it, where we're, you know, where I go in my little tangent about uh, everything going on. But uh, we have to stop and take a break because freaking Zoom. So what we're going to do is we're just going to uh, hop right back into it. So... I had a question, but I forgot it. So, Sarah, just continue with the case. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got covered a lot because we talked about hamsters. Yes. And we talked about <laughs> the case, too. So, just, yeah. If you're just now joining us, you've missed a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm so, let's continue with Lee here. And so, she, we talked about her having possible head injury yes um and the cops not knowing kind of if it's a homicide yet or what is really happening here so like i mentioned in the first part there was this massive hurricane coming yes and so leah's case just kind of dissipated oh yeah um the hurricane was a massive news piece yep and this little missing girl wasn't on the top of the list anymore yep um and police kind of did all they could there wasn't much else to do at this point Mm -hmm. um and so vicky hired a private investigator so vicky is lee's mom okay um but even then after the pi was hired not much was even found yes um donald who is lee's dad was able to obtain an emergency one month leave on September 6, 1992, after which he moved to Tupelo to help search for his daughter. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is like the first little piece of like hope after the incident that uh-huh. happened. So about a month after, uh, Vicky received in the mail a eight inch envelope addressed to B. Yarborough. Okay living on honey locust honey was spelt wrong okay um but it also had six stamps on it which were twice the amount that this letter or this thing needed yeah um it was postmarked to boonville mississippi okay in the envelope was lee's glasses but nothing else gotcha So just her glasses. Um, The FBI and the Mississippi Crime Lab performed, like, handwriting. Nothing really came back. Um, And they kind of decided to test all these stamps. Okay. Because they were like, all right, if we could get DNA off of all these stamps, this might work. Well, whoever did this was smart enough to seal the stamps with water. Mm. And not saliva. Now, people, if you don't know what's for the younger audience, if you don't know what stamps are, stamps is what you have to put <laughs> onto a letter. A letter actually, okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> no email back in this. <laughs> yeah. Back that, in these times. That really was before email. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Stone ages. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this was snail mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the person who mailed the glasses has never been identified, uh -huh. um, but police believe they were sent in order to throw off the investigation. Yes. So I think people at first were like, okay, did somebody find these glasses, not want to get involved, but want to return them? Mm -hmm. So they just sent them. Um, but police were like, no, we think it really was whoever did this. Oh, yeah. It's a sending the glasses. It's a ballsy move. I mean... Very ballsy. Yeah, can you imagine, like, okay, you just murdered slash kidnapped somebody, and you find you got their glasses, you send it to them with water on the stamps at this make them stick, and then they don't have any other evidence? Oh, my gosh. Like, um, BTK should take lessons <laughs> from this person. <laughs> yeah, this person, whoever this was, they knew what they were doing. And they got away with it, and, for sure. And it's kind of like that one case we talked about where the young lady was um, kidnapped or killed uh, the same day as Michael Jackson's death. There was mm. just something, as an event happened that was in favor of the criminal, you know? Right. Um, I just think that's just crazy. He, this storm's happening. He or she probably didn't know it was going to be a huge storm, and it just help them in their favor and they get to be still walking around right for sure and so there was a lot of weird things about the case mm -hmm. um so 14 months after lee's disappearance a skull was found in a soybean field okay and it was identified as lee's okay so the family was like all right that is that we got it but it wasn't hers okay there was a, the medical examiner basically didn't match the right dental records okay. to the right person, and it was determined to be a missing 27-year-old woman. Okay. So, like, this family is getting, like, this little ray of hope and then let down, and then little ray of hope and then let down, and it's so infuriating. Oh, yeah. That sounds really, really bad. I don't know. <sighs> and this is a very popular true crime story okay because there is so many wrenches thrown into things yes you know mm -hmm. like it's just mystery after mystery kind of yeah i mean because you even gotta think i mean let's think about the garage the garage being open now uh as we know there's you usually have like two garage openers that's going to be the one that's going to be by your little door, and then there's going to be the one that's in your car. The only part time you would have access to that is if they took it out of your car. Now, I know my parents had ours on, like, the, um, the, I can't think of the name, the mirror that, you know. Oh, the visor. Yeah, the visor. We had it on the visor so that you could just hit it. So, um, what was the mom's name one more time? Vicky. Vicky, I, I knew started with a V. Vicky could have not known that it was up there. You know, she could have just not even thought about it. Um, but she didn't. I mean, she didn't even think about that afterwards. But yeah, the garage is open, so that's a mystery. And I've got all this blood, and the girl's missing. Oh. Um, and with the garage, so I was 
automatic thinking of my garage door, which I know they're probably not the same, but I'm sure it's a little bit. So like we have where like you can just push it open. Yeah. And uh, like on the house. Yep. Um, and then there's a code thing that you can put a code in or whatever. Yep. Um, I think what everybody's opinion was, was that Vicky literally missed this person by minutes. Yes. And they opened up that door. They either walked or drove away mm-hmm. just in that couple of minutes, which is so terrifying. Wait, isn't this 92? So... Was that code even, that code box even invented yet? I don't know when they're, I should have looked into that. Because I'm thinking. If it was a code thing, then it's someone that you know. Yes. Ooh. It is someone you know, or he was just, he or she, because we don't know who it was, um, was just watching you like a hawk. Mm-hmm. Um but you have to go back. There was no forced entry. Mm-hmm. So Lee let this person in is what the cops believe. So Vicky has always said it's someone that was close to her. Yeah. So this could have been someone who knew if there was a code or if like there was a extra garage door opener somewhere or something like that. Mm. So now my thing is, it's like, what's the, what's the motive? Or is it just a crazy person, you know? Um, yeah. So we've got a lot of theories here. Um, I wanted to point out to to this day, Lee has never been found. There's never been remains, no more evidence. Um, however, this case is one of those cases where there's like multiple valid suspects. Okay. And so you like the first one, you're like, yeah, like case solved, like done. And then you look at someone else and you're like, okay, case done. Like, what? what? It's, it's, gonna be <laughs> it's like very that, weird like that. It's going to be like that case with the uh, the lady who went missing on the beach. And yes, Tim, exactly. And stupid Tim. Looking at the binoculars and everything. <laughs> Dirty and, Tim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So first, let's talk about this obvious person. Okay. So Vicky, who is Lee's mom believes that a man named Oscar Mike Kearns is the one that did this. So Mike knew uh, Lee from church. He was a local man. He taught Sunday school and Bible school. And she was very familiar with Mike. Um, Lee also loved horses. And Mike would see her at the stables. So like weirdo Mike is <laughs> hanging around a lot and we don't know maybe mm-hmm. this is him. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets like you're like okay, yeah. Um there was no sign of forced entry so the mom's like okay, was this Mike that came over and was like you know me. I'm Mike from church. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Um, if that's true, she missed him by four minutes. Man. Um, and Mike only lived a mile from Lee's home. Hmm. So Mike was found to be a horrible guy anyway, <laughs> of course. Um, only nine months after Lee's disappearance, Mike abducted a 15 year old girl from her home 
in Memphis, Tennessee, sexually assaulted her, and then released her. He also had known this victim from church. How long was it after Lee was gone? Nine months. Nine. Not even a year. Can you imagine? Lee goes missing. The mom comes after you, and you're like, no, I would never do anything like that. I'm the church-going guy. Then nine months later, and then the mom's just like, Right, exactly. Uh, and this this story of this other girl is exactly like Lee's. Mm-hmm. Like, came into her home, abducted her. Like, did Lee fight back? And that's why there was blood. And this girl just was sexually assaulted and let go. Like, I'm like, man, Mike, 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 you did it. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, hold on a second intros played there we go they're gone okay but it's one of those things where it's just like maybe it gave him maybe mike is innocent and then that sparked something in his in him you know uh he's like wow somebody just snuck into the house and just did this whole thing i can i want to see if i want to do that because he's got some inner demons Jesus and Mike. it could have been coincidence, but like, that's too was much. It? Was yeah. it Mike? Yeah, that's too much of a coincidence, right there. Yeah. Around the same age, literally the same thing happened. So he pled guilty to rape and was sentenced for eight years in prison, uh, but then was released after four years. After his release, he kidnapped a married couple. Where he raped the wife and then he was sent back to prison. He is he was scheduled to be released in 2019. When I researched this guy, I couldn't find him, Uh which is probably a good thing. But like it that would have been Mike's if he did this to Lee, it's his third offense. Which three strikes you're out, you would have had a bigger sentence. Yes. Please keep Mike in jail. (laughs) (laughs) For the safety of everyone, Mike needs to be behind bars, for sure. It's just one of the, oh, he's spent, he's done his time. No, he hasn't. I mean. No, not enough. No, no. He refused to be interviewed by police or be polygraphed, which probably good. (laughs) This part just made me so mad because he's a predator Mm -hmm. and like, lock him away, please. Um. I couldn't find much about where he is now or even if he's like still in prison, okay. but um, so far he's not been charged in connection with Lee's death. Um, so rumors swirled about another suspect and it's pretty unlikely. Okay. Then you start looking and it kind of makes sense. See, that's how it will happen with Mike there. I was like, oh no, he didn't do it. And he told me more stuff about Mike, and I was like, okay, so suspect two. Yep. The other suspect in this case was right in front of us the whole time. Lee's mother, Vicky. You're looking at me like, like was, I was looking at this research. Yeah, she's at work, wasn't she? Was Oscar Mike the person who committed the crime? Or was it Lee's mother? Was she at work? These questions and more will be answered next week 
we just went a little bit too long on this episode and we're going to figure out more about this case next week and we're also going to get into a little bit of our theories so guys join us next week and actually write in the comments what you think about this case tell us your theory so then that next week we can look at your theories and we can all kind of just talk about them together so go look us up code 187 on facebook instagram tiktok patreon or um and also just uh show us some love and just write in the comments because we love hearing from you guys and this is uh code 187 with joe or sarah and joe and this is a product of gateway pro productions we'll see you guys next week on code 187 see you later